My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure It makes me wanna dribble dribble, you know Riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it Six feet two in a compact, no slack But luckily the seats go back I got a knack to relax in my mind Sipping some red, red wine Nice You're listening to the number one podcast For Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County This is O. Pod. On deck for today, guys, we've got hot topics, many of them, some big ones too. Roe versus Wade is an overturn. The Uvalde shooting has got some really bad details have come out. Uh, and again, another Supreme Court decision to talk about. A lot to go on there. We've got some great national and local news. We're going to talk about gun laws. And guess what? If you do not know what Mississippi gun laws are, we're going to educate you today. We've got some dad jokes. This one's going to be special this week as we are starting our Chuck Norris edition of our dad jokes. Really excited to see how T's going to go on that. We've got some Riddle Me This, a motivational message. Of course, our random facts and stories you likely didn't know. And of course, we've got a sports section to say congratulations to to a local university on their big W today as we're recording on Sunday. T, how's your week been, brother? Man, it was uh, kind of interesting all week long. Uh, not uh, overly busy about some things. Uh, some things real busy about. Some possibly life-changing. You know, just, you know, one of those things <laughs> that happen every once in a while. Uh, what yeah, about yeah. What about you, dude? Man, I have been busier than you can imagine. I've been chasing my backside with both hands. I had not found it yet, man. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Um, what do you call it? I invested in, in a sawmill, and so I, I have been putting that. it together and cutting wood, and uh, you know, and I've been doing some dirt work at a property I own, trying, you know, working towards a dream my wife and I are wanting to build down the road, and I look forward to talking about it one day soon, and you know, so everything's just kind of moving right along, uh, you know. It, but I, I'm I'm one of my own my. I am my own worst enemy, my friend. And my I just I put way too much on my plate. I want to do too much. I'm afraid I'm gonna miss something. And I've I've got to shake it up, man. You know, because I got to get back to you know. Sometimes it's okay to take a seat. It's okay to relax. It's okay to go do a little extra here and there. But but it is what it is. I, you know, I love the I love the grind. I love podcasting, and so I'm excited to be here this week because man, this episode has got a ton of good stuff. And it's just, it's been a heck of a week. You know, there, people talk about the summer being kind of dead as a hammer when it comes to news and stuff. Nah, not, not this week. Not yet. this week. We, 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 got, we got plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, look, before we get into any of these things, of course, we got to mention our number one sponsor. And of course, that is Brian, Brian Couch. Couch. And uh, guys, this is the head honcho of Team Couch of Birch Realty, the number one realtor team in DeSoto County. We want to say a special congratulations to Brian. Brian is a huge Ole Miss fan. I know he was pretty excited today after big news. Uh, look forward to talking about that in the sports section. But guys, if you're in the you know in the market to buy or sell a house, this is the team you want to work with. I get on the I get on the computer a lot. And I get on the phone a lot. Look at Facebook. Look at social media. And people are always asking who's a good realtor crew, who you know, team somebody i can really trust i don't have to worry about them price gouging me doing like guys team couch is it if you want to see how well they're going to do how about this they're going to give you a free market analysis on your home no obligation whatsoever they're going to let you know what it is how they think it's going it's worth how they can sell a good price the whole nine yards to show you what they bring to the table how professional they are and why they have been voted the number one team five times in desoto county you should really go check them out guys you can always go to teamcouch.com if you want to uh, you know, see what they have there. But you can also call their office, and that is 662-449-1700. 
Or better yet, you can call Brian's cell phone personally, which is 901-461-7653, which does spell sold. Remember, every home needs a couch. T, these hot topics, man. I mean, there's protests in the streets, but you know, and the Supreme Court is right in the middle of it. Uh, we're going to talk about two decisions they made this week that are pretty darn significant. Of course, nothing more significant than the 50-year you know, overturn of Roe versus Wade. Uh, I mean, like, what is it? What's it like where you are, man? What's what, what's this? What kind of feelings is this bringing up? Well, where I'm at, I, I really hadn't heard much about it except what you see on social media, and you know, at least what comes across my feed, the people that follow me or people that I follow, it's been about fifty-fifty about you know where, where they where they where they feel about the, those kind of things. You know, uh, I think it's kind of sad that even with some of those that you see online and whatnot, some people kind of make jokes on both sides of it. I think it's not anything anybody needs to be joking about, uh, regardless of what side you come down on it. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. So what are you going to do? Oh, I know it, man. You know, the thing is, is that I think there's a lot of people who feel like this is overturning abortion and abortion is gone. And that, that's not the case. I think there's a no. lot of uh, emotional reaction out there right. without, without substance or fact. And, you know, uh, so I tried to listen and read some of the comments that came from the actual justices and some of the coverage that went with it, you know. And the reality of it is, is that, you know, abortion is not overturned. You know, it just abortion now goes back to the states and where you live for them to decide what the restrictions are, what the limitations are, the requirements and things of that nature. Um, you know, so like I see a lot of people who get on there and are talking about, well, now I can't have an abortion. Well, that's not the case. Um, they're talking to a lot of people about, you know, that, uh, you know, this is going to you know, cause people to get killed or die or do unsafe things. And that's not the case either. Um, you know, it's all about how you look at it, inform yourself. Uh, the reality of it is, is that, you know, now every state has the right to dictate, you know, what their abortion laws are going to be, what the availability is, the restrictions, the requirements and stuff. And like anything else in our country, where you live makes a difference because of the group of people you surround yourself with when it comes to their beliefs and what they vote for. You know, like here in Mississippi, well, you know, we're part of the Bible Belt. So again, it's going to be very conservative and it's going to be very uh, probably religious based the decisions and so on. I mean, Mississippi is the number two state in the country number two a percentage of people who go to church on sunday the only other state that beats mississippi is utah wow. that's it okay and get this you want to know the percentage roughly 50 percent one in two people go to church every sunday in the state of mississippi and so you can believe that you know if there's things being taught in the gospel or in the Bible or things at church are going to influence what a person's decision or opinion is when it comes to abortion, you better believe that's what the state's probably going to follow. Sure. And stuff. And so, you know, it's one of those things. And so if that's not something you agree with or anything like that, that's the beautiful thing about the United States. There's 49 other states you can move to or change the venue or a place that has different, you know, you know if that's what you want. Yeah, that's the option. option. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not easy and convenient for everybody, but... That's what that's what we're that's what we're afforded now. That is what has been put in place. Right, and and here's the thing: you you know you made a good point. It's it's not outlawed; it's just been restrictive, as well. Meaning that the federal government no longer oversees, you know, to ensure that that's that's a right across the board. You know, it was decided that 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 decision should be 
take them back to the state level. And look, even here in Mississippi, you know, it was in, in case the listeners don't know, uh, this 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 decision was based on a case that the state of Mississippi brought to the Supreme Court. That's uh, correct. It, it was challenged a couple of years ago, I think it was, that uh, Mississippi uh, uh, was banning an abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. It wasn't banning abortion. It just put a limit on, on how long uh, the unborn child uh, uh, has before it can be terminated. And so uh, I agree with you. Th- those that are just saying that, you know, it's been taken away, we've been stripped and whatnot as well. No, it's not. And, you know, uh, you bring up a good point. The, the services are not gone. They're not going away. If, if for some reason a, a, a woman wants to have an abortion past 15 weeks, then if there's a state that allows that, I guess you just go to that state to get it done. You know, there, was, there are certain things I can't get locally here. And if I want to be able to uh, get those goods or services, not that this is a good, uh, but, you know, there are people that, that, that travel overseas for certain type of medical procedures because they're not done here. They feel it's important for them to get to get it done. So uh, I, I, I guess on one hand, I can I, I can't say I understand the thought process. But I know the thought process is there, if that makes sense, as to why people would would, would just be, um, to me, exaggerating the fact that it's just been outlawed or banned all over the place. That's just not yeah. the case. You're, 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 what you're doing is, is, is you're having a knee-jerk reaction because you didn't get something that you wanted. And look, if it would have went the other way, all the pro-lifers, I mean, a lot of people could have said the same thing about them had they reacted that way. So, I mean, it's a no-win situation for anybody as far as what the reaction is going to be like. Everyone's going to have uh, their outrage about things, whether it, whether it stayed the same or it, or, or it didn't. So, you know, like I said, it is what it is uh, until something comes along to change it again. Uh, people are just going to have to adapt and adjust to what the law of the land is now. That's right. That's right. So I'll tell you another thing the Supreme Court did this past week, a lot of people did not know was, is that there was a case in New York where an individual challenged uh, New York state law uh, saying that they applied for a, uh, a carry permit for a firearm and New York, along with 10 other states who are the most restrictive when it comes to firearms, um, says is that no you don't have to you can't get a carry permit unless you have a special reason or circumstance in which they dictate whether or not they're eligible that's convenient Uh, yeah and so um this person took it and got to supreme court and the supreme court said that you know the right to bear arms does not stop at the front door of your home and so that uh, these states can no longer have special circumstances or you know, reasoning to deny a person a carry permit. Right. And so now there's about 10 states that have to go back and change all of their gun laws. Well, not all of them, but a large nucleus of their gun laws on how they're going to handle carry permits and everything else, because that is no longer constitutional to be able to limit that. Um, so that was a big deal when it comes to uh, gun laws, especially in states that are the highest when it comes to restrictiveness. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, everyone has a right to it. Now yeah. it is, is, is there such a thing as going overboard with it? Sure. I got a right to eat what I want. 
but you know it's i go overboard and it's not good for me if i you know ingest 12 double cheeseburgers on a on, over a weekend or something <laughs> like that you know what i mean but uh yeah you know look i i i own i own weapons you know i you and I have shot before, and you know how lousy I am at it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, as far as that goes. But, uh, uh, but for 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 a state to just come back and say, well, you got to give us a reason why you want this. That's, that's really none of your business. At the end of the day, well, again, it goes back to a, you have a right to bear arms. That's and right. That's, that's how the court went. You know, and once again, it's a, it's a knee jerk reaction. Instead of finding what the root problem is as to why these kids in school shootings or people that go into post offices or adults that go into, uh, you know, shopping malls or whatnot, you know, the gun is not the gun is not the root cause of this. That's the last thing. You know, if if you know, are are we going to are we going to stop having surgeries and stop having knives uh, for surgeons to use because someone got stabbed with a knife in a violent act? It's it's not the weapon that's being used, it's it's the mental state of the person behind using it, and until oh, yeah. we all wake up and admit that that's really the the root cause behind it all, you're gonna continue to have this argument. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I I, I listened to a speaker one time, and he's like, you know, there are more drunk driving deaths than gun deaths. Okay, yeah, so I guess everybody needs to and walk. So you, you, yeah, we, well, they're not going to take the cars away. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, but, and I get, it's easy to say. I mean, it is, but, you know, that's it, just how people, some people look at it. And then yep. it's, it's unfortunate. But, you know, you mentioned something, the school shooting. That is the third hot topic. And, T, I got a chill down my spine when I got to listen to the testimony of the guy who divulged the information of the investigation to the oversight committee. Yeah. When it came to Uvalde's police shooting, you know, shoot, how the police handled the situation when they had the school shooter, mm-hmm. this audio is going to, is going to chill you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to play this real quick for everybody to listen. This is him giving testimony about how the police handled the situation when an active shooter was in the school uh, shooting children and teachers and so on. And I prepare you now. This is not good. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing gory or violent, but it will hit you uh, in the heartstrings a little bit. So let's go to the audio now. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. Three minutes after the subject entered the West Building, there was a sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander, who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. The officers had weapons, the children had none. The officers had body armor, the children had none. The officers had training, the subject had none. One error, 14 minutes and eight seconds. That's how long the children waited and the teachers waited in rooms 111 to be rescued. And while they waited, the on-seat commander waited for a radio and rifles. Then he waited for shields. Then he waited for SWAT. Lastly, 
He waited for a key that was never needed. Well, I got to tell you, I, you know, people that run a nursing home could have done as good a job as, as what was just described that happened there at that school. I mean, that's, I, I, I just don't get that. I, I don't understand the mentality behind any of that. Uh, you know, we keep hearing that, you know, this could have been done, that should have been done, uh, that there are people that are, that were inside the building who were in a position to do something and were held back from, from, from doing stuff like that. I, I to do, to do things to keep it from happening, uh, or, or, or minimize the effect of what happened. And it just, for the most part, it's, I think somebody got scared. I think they were not prepared as they should be for things like that. Uh, you know, for a long time, my father was a law enforcement officer. And I remember him saying one time, you know, every day I got to get up and, and I got to, I got to, I, I can't go to work thinking that nothing's going to happen to me today. And uh, you, I, I agree with that. If you're in that line of work, you have to have that mentality that something very well may happen today. And the only way you can address it is to be prepared for it. Uh, according to what we just heard, nobody there was prepared for it. They, they didn't know how to do anything to try to address the situation when it happened. Well, here the thing that bothered me about that, what he said was is that the site commander chose the lives of his officers over the lives of children. Right. But I also struggle with the ideas that you know, there were numerous officers in that hallway. Right. Right. I want to believe that if I was in that situation, I'd give a damn if the site commander said go or not go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I want to believe that. Now, here's something that's going to really make you upset more. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. One of the, <laughs> one of the teachers that was killed, her husband was a Uvalde police officer who was in the hallway. She called him and said, I have been shot. I am dying. Please come help me. He attempted to go do so and was detained and was held while his wife bled to death in a classroom not far from where he was. That is what happened during this to add more insult to injury of how horrific this was handled and how horrible of a tragedy it is. And don't get me wrong, it, this has turned this head. You know, evil is evil, but to see that officers did not follow through, did not go in for those children, it just absolutely blows my mind. And to hear this part of it, you know, I, I have no sympathy for any of them. I don't either. You, and I just, you know what I mean? I hope, I hope heads roll. I hope something happens. If anything, maybe somebody needs to make an example of. This was the most egregious decision-making processes I've ever heard, and it cost numerous, numerous lives, and it didn't have to happen. Well, I, I can't help but wonder if, if there's, a, you know, are there any legal consequences for this? And what I mean by that is, is, you know, can any of these officers be charged because they did nothing? Yeah. So, believe it or not, there, there is Supreme. I, I just happen to know this, by the way. <laughs> there is a Supreme Court uh, precedent where an officer, um, a subway law enforcement officer in New York, uh, was brought up on charges because he decided not to intercede with a uh, a armed man stabbing another individual. He watched it and observed instead of trying to intercede because he was afraid for his life. 
Um, and they tried to go after him for it. And when he got to court, the basically the precedent was, is there is no expectation for you to endanger your own life for that of another, even if you are a law enforcement officer. That was the precedent set by it. And, and it kind of defeats the purpose, you know, um, but uh, that's that's what's on the books. Well, I you, couldn't believe it when I read it. Well, well, you know, you, you know, we we've taken CPR classes together when we used to coach together and whatnot. And you know, we 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 if if you are CPR trained and certified, and you see somebody who's in distress and needs help that will require CPR, and you don't perform it, and it's found out that you were done so, you're responsible for that too. So yeah. I, you know, I don't. I don't see how any of these people, especially the commander, the police commander that was on site there, who who held everybody back for, what was it, 14, 15 minutes or something before something happened once they arrived? I mean, something's got to happen. There's There's got to be some kind of legal repercussions well, that go on with no, that. No action was taken for an hour and 14 minutes. An hour and that's 14 a- minutes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, well, that's five times worse than what I remember. So. <laughs> yes, five times worse. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, I know that was some pretty tough, hot topics right there, but I hope you all enjoyed them. Do you remember how it all began? How could I have the first time? Do you remember? I think I can feel it. I think I can feel it. Tell you what's getting to these news, man. What do you call it? And of course, this is brought to you by our awesome, awesome friends at Michael Hatcher and Associates. T, I got to brag on these guys, man. You're not going to believe this, okay? Hit me. You know, times times are hard for everybody, right? Gas prices are extreme. Inflation's awful. You know, everybody's, everybody's just really kind of done the dumps. So Michael Hatcher and Associates, their head honchos, my, my good friends Kelly and Russ, man, you know what they've decided to do? What's that? For employee appreciation. Every Friday, they're giving every single employee a $50 grocery gift card and 15 gallons of gas to help them out, considering how high and expensive everything is, to show their appreciation for working at Michael Hatcher and Associates. That's not cheap. No, that's over $100 per employee, and they have over 100 employees. You do the math. Jeez Louise, man. That's, okay, that's fantastic. That every Friday. That's over for every Friday. And that's what they're doing. What do you call it? Every Friday, you pull your car up. They put 15 gallons of unleaded in your ride, you know, or diesel, whatever you drive. And they're going to give you a Kroger gift card. And they're saying, hey, thanks. You know, we appreciate you working for us. We, you know, you're a valid employee. So, guys, this is what we talk about. This is the kind of company you can work for. They have positions available right now. Introductory level, all the way up to upper levels. Go check them out. You go to HatcherLandscape.com, or you can even call their talent acquisition manager. This girl, Gabby, she is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Seriously, just go call her. You can reach her at 662-755-3207. She'll let you know anything and everything, what positions available, and she can get you started today. T, what kind of news we got this week, man? All right, starting out with some national news. President Biden signed a new gun legislation after the House passed the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act this past Friday with a 234 to 193 vote with 14 Republicans crossing party lines just one day after the Senate passed the legislation in a 65-33 vote Thursday night. 
Lawmakers have encouraged states to release previously sealed juvenile records, which could potentially add several days to the waiting period before a gun purchase can be completed. It also incentivizes states to strengthen or add red flag laws. But even with the new gun control measures, it measures it rem- even, but even with the new gun control measures, it remains unclear if the two most recent mass shootings could have been prevented by the newest stipulations. Both 18-year-old men legally purchased AR-15-style rifles, and neither individual were flagged by existing red flag laws. It will provide funding for mental health and programs for troubled youths, which is desperately, desperately needed. Desperately needed. Yes, no doubt. Now, tell the listener, what is a red flag law? A red flag law is uh, a, it's a gun control law in, in the United States that uh, permits police and in some places, family members, co-workers, other people, to petition a state court in order to temporarily remove uh, guns from a person or firearms from a person who they believe might be a danger to themselves or to others. Yes. Now, now this, this causes a lot of um, a lot of issues. I actually know someone. Let me take that back. I know of someone. I used to follow them a lot. I watched them on a um, prepper show and follow them on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was pre- he was pretty popular. Uh, he was uh, he was known to make. He even made some homemade guns. You know, showing people you know how you can defend yourself in bad situations if you if you don't even have one. Right. And his neighbor, his neighbor. This happened in Tennessee. Now, his neighbor reported him as saying that he was doing crazy stuff and made him feel uncomfortable and knew he had a house full of guns. And the court ordered a mental evaluation of this individual and deemed him unfit and collected every single firearm that he had. And we're talking in the neighborhood, I think, of 70 or 80 firearms. It took him, I think, six years in court Thousands of dollars with attorneys that are stolen before he was able to get his firearms back, but it financially ruined him. Jeez Louise, man. That's tough. You know? And so I, that's the only experience I've ever dealt with when it comes to a red flag law and stuff, but I know there's a lot of critics of them. Uh, but I can tell you this. Mississippi does not have a single red flag law on the books. Did you know that? I did not know that. I should know that, especially be. Uh, the reason why I don't is that I just don't. But I will tell you, the last time I purchased a pistol, you know, they make you fill out this questionnaire on an iPad, at least where I bought it at. And right. I, I misread the question. I thought it was asking me to create a PIN number when what it was actually asking me was if I was had ever been issued some kind of PIN number from the FBI. And so I... I put in what I thought I was setting a pinup for, <laughs> and if you if you could have saw the two guys' faces when they entered in all that information and it came up, they looked at me and they says, "You know people in the FBI?" I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Well, the way you answered this question, you put in like an FBI pin number for them." I said, "Oh no, I don't know anything about that. I thought it was asking me to set up a pin number, so I almost did, <laughs> I almost didn't. I almost wasn't able to buy my pistol." I almost fumbled that one. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, now, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, I know I did some homework on this stuff, and I put some questions on here for you. I see so that. that every listener can get an understanding of what the laws are in Mississippi. So uh, if you're listening, we're going to tell you, we're going to ask a generalized question that most likely you probably are thinking of or maybe thought of or maybe didn't know. And we're going to give you the answer of what the law is in Mississippi when it pertains to your rights, especially when it comes to guns. Right. So, so let's get it going, T. 
And now it's time for Mississippi Gun Laws at a Glance. <laughs> All right, Zach, number one, does Mississippi allow permitless carry? Yes, they do. Mississippi allows permitless carry with some limitations. A license is not required for a loaded or unloaded pistol or revolver to be carried upon a person in a sheath or belt holster or a shoulder holster um, or even in a purse, handbag, satchel, or similar bag or briefcase that is fully enclosed. Remember, this can all be happening as long as you're not committing a crime. That's the big key there, <laughs> you know. Thank goodness. Now, of course, there's also places that prohibit firearms, and you do have to follow those signs and those rules. All right. So is open carry permitted in Mississippi? Uh, yes, it is. Believe it or not, you are. this is an open carry state. They get a lot of criticism when it comes to Mississippi for this reason. But yes, if you are at least 18 years old, you are legally entitled to possess a firearm in an open carry situation. Wow. Okay. So if Mississippi requires a permit to carry a concealed firearm, how are those permits issued? All right, so Mississippi is a shall-issue state, which means you go to your local DMV, you apply for a carry permit, and that's all it is. There's nothing else. Now, the difference here is is that they also make an enhanced carry permit, and that requires training, uh, a class, and you have to pass that class and pay an additional fee, uh, different types of fingerprints and things of that nation. Then you get to carry for an enhanced carry, and we'll discuss that probably more here later. Okay. So what's the minimum age in Mississippi to get a concealed carry permit? All right. The minimum age for permitless concealed carry isn't addressed in actually a Mississippi law at all. However, the standard for enhanced firearm permits is for applicants that have to be at least 21. So technically under law, if you're 18, you can get a carry permit. All right. So can you conceal carry a weapon other than a handgun in Mississippi with a concealed carry permit? Yes, you can carry a stun gun or a concealed handgun with a concealed carry permit. Is it legal to own a taser or a stun gun in this state? Yes, it is. And with no permit for a requirement when it comes to a stun gun or a taser. Is it legal to buy or use chemical spray or pepper spray in Mississippi? Yes, it is. There is absolutely no statute on the Mississippi books that prohibits anyone from purchasing a pepper spray in Mississippi. All right. Does Mississippi restrict the number of uh, bullets that can be held in a magazine for handguns. It, do, it that is, uh, that does not. Uh, you can have as many bullets in, the, in your handgun if you want. <laughs> Thank goodness. No. <laughs> yeah, that's important. That's right. Uh, so does, does our state have ammunition restrictions? No, it does not. You can have a, you can have a bedroom with over, you know, a million rounds. There's nothing, nothing wrong with it. Right. And uh, you can carry a concealed handgun in, in your car in Mississippi, right? That is correct. Believe it or not, without a permit for anyone not otherwise prohibited from possessing a handgun, which means if you're a felon, which means you can, you've been told you're not allowed to own a gun, a handgun may be carried upon any person as long as it's in a sheath, belt holster, shoulder holster, purse, handbag, satchel, whatever, fully enclosed case. Okay, and that can also be left in a vehicle. We are a castle doctrine state, okay, which means that in castle doctrine, if you want to know what that means, is is that your car is an extension Extension of of your your home. home. Mm -hmm. And so if you can keep a firearm in your home, you can keep a firearm in your car. Uh, Now, I will advise you, if you have a loaded firearm in your car and you are pulled over by a police officer, 
it is in your best interest to, to let, let them, them know <laughs> that you have a loaded firearm in the car. I'll give you a great example of that. Uh, a good buddy of ours, you and I both know, Coach T, yep. is uh, he just so happened to get pulled over the other night right here in Olive Branch and had a little bit of bucket of chicken with him. He just got back from the movies <laughs> and the officer pulled him over for a taillight. His taillight was bro- it didn't know it was out. Yeah. And the second officer kept flashing you know, his flashlight down in his bucket of chicken. And you know, he just thought he was like, uh, you, you want to thigh? You want to thigh? And he goes... <laughs> And he goes, no, but I do want to know why you got that loaded firearm right there down there like that. And he goes, oh, golly, I forgot about that. I apologize. So, you know, the officer did. They asked him, all right, I'd like you uh, to let me grab that firearm to check it. And um, and he and he obliged. He went back to the car and he goes, "Hey, do you mind popping your trunk?" And they put the firearm in his trunk and said, "You're good to go." You know, just let us know in the future next time moving forward. You know, just safer that way for everybody. Sure. You know, and so on. And that was the end of their, you know, the police, you know, the traffic stop. Yeah. So, um, you know, to me, I know several police officers. I know you do too, as well. And I've asked them several times. I said, you know, when you pull somebody over. You know, what do you want that person to do? What do you, you know, if that's the situation and every single officer I've ever spoken to, they're always like, if somebody's willing to tell me they have a firearm and without me having to find it, that gives me an indicator that there is no threat. There right. is, that's a person exactly who wants to be right. honest, who wants to show that they have respect for the officer and try to go through the process and the whole nine yards well, I, and I, everything. I've had I've had to stop at roadblocks more than I've ever been really been pulled over, and every time, well, you know, you and I we got our enhanced carry together. We went to class together, did a whole nine yards several years ago. But That's correct. I, I bet you I've probably across these back road highways in in North Mississippi. I there's probably maybe maybe been maybe five six times since since I we got our license. But every time I stop, when I give them my my regular driver's license, I go ahead and, and show them. You know my enhanced carry license, and I and I tell him I said I do have a firearm in the gun, and every single time, and 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 this goes along with what you were just explaining. Every single time they say, "Oh, that's good. I appreciate it. And that's it." You know, and then you know I'm on my way. So yeah, that's a smart thing to do. I think the more honest and upfront uh, that you are, especially in a situation where a law enforcement officer uh, is already going to be on his or her heels to begin with, because. They don't know what they're pulling over. They don't know what's going on. So they have to think safety first. Go ahead and go ahead and help them out and let them know. Say, hey, you know, I, I do have this in here. Uh, and unless you just do something stupid, you've got nothing to worry about because they know you have a right to that in your vehicle as well. That's correct. All right. So let me ask you this, then. There's a few more questions here. Uh, can you carry a concealed firearm in roadside rest areas in Mississippi? Yes, you can. There is no restriction on that in Mississippi. Okay. What about in state and national parks, state and national forests, wildlife manager management areas, things of that nature? Uh, as long as you're not engaged in criminal activity, you are more than welcome to do so in the state of Mississippi. All right. So let's say I want to go out one evening and I want to go to a bar or in a restaurant where they serve uh, alcohol or liquor in Mississippi. Can I, can I carry my concealed firearm in those places? You can, unless that establishment has uh, adequate signage that says that firearms are prohibited from being in that location. And a lot of bars in Mississippi. So here's the thing. There's not a lot of bars in Mississippi. Believe it or not, Mississippi's uh, state law makes it very difficult for you to own just a bar. 
Um, uh, I know this because I have some friends who used to try to own a bar. To own a bar in Mississippi, you have to be a level three restaurant. At least that was several years back, which means you have to serve a certain amount of fresh cooked food to be able to maintain a business license that's selling liquor in the state of Mississippi. Um, so that, you know, you, you, the chances you finding just a straight bar in Mississippi, you ain't going to happen. Well, if I it's remember just, right, when we talked to, when, when we were in our class, I, I think, uh, it may be allowed, but I don't think you can conceal your carry in a bar. Is that correct? No, th- that's correct. Yeah. So that's what I was, that was my second part here is gotcha. that if there's signage on there, which most places that have a, uh, that have a, um, that sell liquor, kind of like I think the state really wants you to go ahead and have signage up that says no guns are allowed and that's just common sense um, but yes you cannot uh, you cannot carry into an actual bar even though as few as we have right. um, when it comes to that right all right so can you carry or possess a firearm on hotel property in Mississippi yes uh, but it is a private business so again if they have signage that prohibits you having it then no you cannot have it um, you know just that's part of the their right as a private business to say we do not allow to have that here right so I they I, I believe they can kick you out for that however that's uh, correct but I, I I think the only legal ramification would be as is I think it, it it's like the equivalent of a no trespassing you know they're Correct. not they're not going to take they're not going to take your ve- uh, not your vehicle they're not going to take your your firearm away they'll probably just tell you to leave the hotel and if if you're charged with anything it'll be for trespassing well it's no different like you know we work at a school and you know, uh, I've been to an athletic event where somebody walked in with a firearm on their hip and I yeah. had to walk over to him with an officer and say um, that has to leave that cannot be on school property. You're welcome to stay, but the gun has to go. Right. You know what I mean? And that, you know, we have signage around that says it's completely prohibited. You cannot have a firearm on this campus. Da 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 da. Even you know, if, but even if you have an an enhanced carry. So here's the deal: if you have an enhanced carry, you can carry a firearm. Um, believe it or not, to a school in Mississippi and some other places, you know, an enhanced carry prevents you, helps you get into more places than a regular carry. However, you still cannot go into a police station, a post office, or a courtroom that's active. Um, basically, a government building like that uh, when it comes to enhanced carry. But here's the deal. Enhanced carry, the only reason a person would know you have a firearm is because you are openly carrying it. Right. And so most people who have an enhanced carry, they are it's hidden. It's concealed, right. It's concealed. Right. So, you know, if you're going into a, a high school activity or, you know, a school, whatever, or a college, university, or like that, you know, you, you still have to follow the prohibited laws. You know, if they say it's prohibited, you still are not supposed to have it. All right. So if it gets seen, then you can be escorted out. Got you. So in Mississippi, are there laws that relate to storing firearms in private vehicles in an employee parking lot? Say, you know, I leave my house, I have my gun in my vehicle, and I go to work and I park there. Uh, does the employer have a right to tell me not to have the gun in my car while it's parked while I'm at work? Uh, your employer... Um, can, if they have a policy or rule in place that prohibits a person from storing a firearm on their property, then they can ask you to remove it. Now there can't be any disciplinary action unless you, you know, you know, go against them or whatever you want to, you know, continue to do so or whatever. 
so that nature. But no, there are no laws that say you can't park in a parking lot because you have a firearm. Okay. It has to be based on where you are and if they have rules there for it. All right. Now we kind of touched on this one a little a little earlier, but do you have do you have a duty to notify a police officer that you're carrying a concealed firearm in this state? In Mississippi. So I, I know we advised everyone to do so, but actually on the law, there is no duty to do so. You do not have to inform a law officer that you're carrying a concealed firearm in Mississippi. There is no, there is no statute that says you have to. Okay. I just say it's, it makes for good judgment and it relieves the tension of the situation, you know, I got you. but you know, that, that you're right. All right. So say I have a, a, a permit to carry my gun but I don't have it on me. Is my driver's license linked to my carry permit in Mississippi? Yes, it is. And if you, like you and I both have a permit, our, our carry permit looks almost identical to our driver's license. Um, it's, it's, it's uncanny, you know, how close they are. So yes, that is correct. Gotcha. Are no weapon allowed, are no weapons allowed signs enforced in Mississippi? Um, Yes, the the carrying of a stun gun, concealed pistol, revolver may be disallowed in any place uh, at the discretion of the person or entity exercising control over the location as long as there is a posted sign saying carrying our pistol or revolver is prohibited. Again, it goes back to appropriate signage. Gotcha. Okay. We also touched on this a few minutes ago uh, about enhanced carry permit holders. they can carry their concealed handgun into any locations in which the carrying of the weapon is generally prohibited, except that they can't carry a concealed weapon into where? A uh, courtroom. Um, you can't go into a police or uh, sheriff's or highway patrol station. And now here's a, here's a little special one here, too. Or any place of nuisance. Now, this is defined as any place where lewdness or prostitution is conducted or permitted, where controlled substances are unlawfully used, possessed, sold, or delivered more than well, once. I would think Basically of a crime. Like, I would think those would be the most friendly places that you would want to be. Why would you even want to carry one, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's just amazing. I had to put that in there in the notes because that is how it's actually written. Can't we? Can't, in it, can't, in we law. can't we all just get along? <laughs> yeah, I oh, mean, gosh. Now, of course, the last thing, you cannot take it into a jail facility or prison also. Shocker there. Oh, well, that's a deal breaker for me. So <laughs> yeah. does Mississippi have preemption laws related to concealed carry? Meaning, does state laws supersede local laws regarding the possession of handguns? Uh, yes, the state has uh, um, this when it comes to Mississippi. However, local governments can regulate the discharge of firearms and the carrying of firearms at such things as a public park, a public meeting, uh, municipalities, government bodies, or even a political rally, a parade, uh, you know, or even non-firearm-related school, college, or athletic events. Uh, again, the signage is so important. Clear evidence signage talking about prohibiting things that uh, those are your key indicator. If that's gotcha. one thing you get from this is if there are signs out there that say you can't have a firearm, you shouldn't have your firearm. Gotcha. Now we said before that Mississippi does not have a reg- red flag law. Is that correct? There is zero red flag laws okay. and there is zero anticipation of any new ones. All right. So is there a state law d- that defines uh, brandishing? 
No, there is no definition of brandishing in the Mississippi law. And of course, you know, if you don't know what brandishing means, it means that you display a firearm in a threatening manner or to show force or coercion towards another person that could lead to them feeling like their life is threatened or it could lead to a deadly situation. That's what they mean by when it comes to brandishing a weapon. Now, you have to understand brandishing a weapon doesn't necessarily mean just a gun. Right. There is verbiage in there talking about you could brandish a machete, a sword, uh, a knife, anything that could be, you know, uh, labeled as a weapon of, you know, that could kill you. Got you. Does, does Mississippi have laws regarding carrying a concealed firearm while using alcohol or prescription medication? Y'all hold, y'all hold your, 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 uh, here we go. Here we you go. Ready for this? Yeah. Hold your, hold there your horse on this zero one. on the books when <clears throat> it comes to this. You <clears throat> are welcome to be drunk with <clears throat> <in> a firearm. <laughs> Yes. Gee, man. I couldn't believe this. There's nothing but on there except for uh, make good judgment calls, <laughs> try not to be drinking an alcohol, but there is no law that states you cannot be drunk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, have a firearm. Now, they can get you for being public, you know, public intoxicated, but they, right. there's no law that says you are breaking a law for having a firearm and being intoxicated gotcha. or under the influence. Now, does Mississippi issue concealed carry permits to non residents, meaning someone from out of state? Believe it or not, yes, they do. Um, you know, you have to understand the state. You know, if you're going to come tell them you have a firearm, you're going to be in the state. They would rather give it to you and know than tell you no, you can't do that. You know what I mean? That just makes common sense. So yes, you are eligible to do so. Uh, there are age requirements. Uh, you know, when it comes to those things, eighteen, twenty-one, depending on situation and what gun you're talking about. But yes, you are eligible to do so. All right. So if I ride down the street and someone cuts me off. And I get their tag number. If I go, if I go to my local tax office, I believe that tag numbers are public information. Is that correct? Aren't tag numbers public? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, I, I, one time I thought they were. My, I, I, I gave that scenario just to lead up to this. Is is in Mississippi? Is the public allowed access to registry information through public record laws? Meaning. Can they find out who who has a, a gun permit or not? No, that that is not that is um, that is a violation of your rights to be to divulge that information. Only law enforcement has the rights to uh, what your permit information is and who has certain types of firearms. Uh, when it comes to that. that's why um, if you have a murder happens in your area and it's met, it's designed by a very specific type of firearm and you own that firearm, you're very likely to be uh, questioned about your firearm, whether or not you had it to where you okay. were, things of that nature. All right. So do you have to have a permit to purchase a gun and are background checks required for private gun sales in Mississippi? Uh, that is a no and no, there is no background check for buying a firearm and there is no requirement, uh, to, uh, have that for when it comes to private sales. You don't even have to alert your state if you decide to buy a gun off a friend. All right. So if I, if I have a concealed carry permit already in Mississippi, when I purchase a firearm, does that exempt me from having another background check done? Yes, believe it or not, it does. If you've already taken care of that, then you already are good to go. What about a waiting period if I want to buy a gun? There are no waiting periods for buying a firearm in the state of Mississippi. And am I required to register it in the state of Mississippi, the handgun? That is, that is a no on that as well. Okay. And how old? How, what's the youngest I can be to not only uh, possess a handgun, but also transport it in Mississippi? That would be the tender age of 18. Okay. 
And can I possess and carry a handgun in my own home without a permit? Yes, you can. All right, good deal. Well, that covers a lot of things about handguns in Mississippi. I want, I want to make one suggestion, though. If you ever have any questions about uh, permits and whether or not your permit, whether you live in Mississippi, Tennessee, whatnot as well, you know, right after we got our enhanced carry uh, license, there's an app uh, that I got through Apple. I don't know if it's available on Android or not. It cost me 99 cents a year. It's called CCW, Concealed Carry Weapons. For 50 states and all it is is an app and whenever gun laws change state by state it's constantly updating that app and what's good on that app is is that it shows a map of the united states and you tell the app what kind of permit that you have and in what state in which that permit is is uh, uh issued in and on that map it lights up in bright green every state in the united states that honors your specific firearm carry permit, meaning that if I wanted to travel to some part of the country and I know I'm going to have a weapon on me or in my vehicle, well, uh, I, I now know that X state won't allow me to have that in there. So I need to try to avoid going through that state if at all possible, because God forbid I, I get pulled over for speeding and they see that I have my gun in my vehicle. I'm going to jail. So it's worth 99 cents a year <laughs> to get this app on your phone. And, and it's a big help. And like I said, they're constantly updating all the time any, any gun laws that happen in every state in the union. Oh, no doubt. That's a great suggestion, T. And Absolutely. I make no money off of that. <laughs> no, no commission. No commission. Is your home or business in need of some restoration work? Maybe a water pipe burst or you have some storm damage? There is an expert company right here in DeSoto County that can handle all your needs. Brian Rowe and his team of DeSoto Cleaning does expert restoration work. They will make sure the job is perfect to your satisfaction. Look them up on Facebook at DeSoto Cleaning LLC, and that is the capital LLC. They also provide other cleaning service, such as steam cleaning carpets, tile, and grout. Or if you'd like to call them on the phone today, you can call them at 662-710-2698, or you can email Brian personally at R-O-W-E underscore 41 at hotmail.com. Well, T, the next thing on our news, man, let's go to a different route, is is that, believe it or not, this is kind of a touchy subject as well, two international sport governing bodies have now come forward and have banned transgender women in their female sports. The World Swimming Governing Body has effectively banned transgender women. Uh, that was happened this past uh, Monday, as well as... The International Rugby League has also banned transgender women from competing in women's rugby. Uh, these are these are major major deals. Uh, the swimming one, you know, there's a uh, the controversy right now. The NCAA allowing a transgender um, fem- female or woman, whatever you want right, to call it, to right. compete in the NCAA championships, where it won gold and. Um, Aaliyah Thomas, I believe is the name. And now that, because of this right here, cannot compete in the international arena. Uh, this is uh, kind of groundbreaking when it comes to this. Uh, and it's very curious to see what it's going to lead to when it comes to if it makes any changes or waves here in the United States. Well, I'll just, I'll just say this, you know, as a general rule of, of biological fact, uh, in general, uh, men are larger than women. Men are stronger than women physically, okay? 
And there are just certain physical tasks that men are built uh, innately for uh, that women are are not or they're not able to perform at the level that it needs to do. Now, that's a, I say that in general. I, I, I've, I've seen some ladies before I know that I've come across that, you know, they could kick my tail. And so, you know, so it doesn't go across the board. However, when I, I think when it comes to things like this, I, I, I think we need to hold a line somewhere because, you know, you're, you're, you're having someone who has a physical advantage that was naturally given to them based upon the gender in which they were born with. Okay. Correct. And, Correct. And now it would be different if, if someone gained that skill and strength and talent through their own hard work with the same general biological makeup as those within their own gender. So I, I, I think there's a line there and, and uh, I, I don't disagree with this. So you mentioned a line. One of the things that the swimming uh, federation came up with is that if you are a transgender woman, you have to show evidence that you made the conversion prior to the age of 12 before they will even consider you to be allowed to compete in women's sports at an older age in the international arena. And then get this, they're also contemplating what's called an open category, which means that you could be either or. Okay, I I can go with that. Yeah. You know, put up or shut up. Well, here's the deal. I think Honestly, I don't, if you are a transgender person, the point is to compete with who you identify as, not in an open category. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you can open that category, but I don't see it being utilized because it'll be just, it'll be like, it's to me, it's a, it's the water fountain thing when it comes to segregation. I got you know, you. this is, this was for you. This is for you. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. uh, I, I don't know, but anyway, it goes, um, you know, some, some major news on the international level. Yeah. And finally in our news, the U S Supreme court in a six, three vote further reduced the separation of church and state in a ruling on Tuesday, endorsing more public funding for religious entities as its conservative justices sided with two Christian families who challenged a main tuition assistance program that excluded private religious schools. So tell you, this is what happened. Maine it was suffering from an educational shortage when it comes to public education because there's a lot of rural areas in Maine. Okay. And so what they do is they take your tax dollars and they give you like a voucher or XYZ money, and you can put that money into any school that is in your area, and a lot of those schools are private. However, Maine put a stipulation in there that it could not be a Christian school that taught of a certain extreme or segregation or different things of that nature. There was a line items of things that a school could not be, or they couldn't receive this funds. But so a two families challenged this and saying that the money is divvied to us to go to a school of our choice based on where we live. And you are excluding them based on their beliefs of a Christian school. That's not constitutional. Gotcha. The Supreme Court agreed and said, if you are giving money to families to go to a school that's convenient to their location, because you cannot provide public education in their area, right. you cannot set criteria for which ones they can go to. Um, it's the same thing as that gun law we talked about earlier. You can't pick and choose who gets to have right. if you're, you're affording it to all. So, right. um, and so they struck it down, and so and th- there you go. So that means public education funds can go to a private school 
if it meets this criteria, that's what I was going challenging in Maine. Gotcha. Now, guys, we always talk about our good friends at Rodman's Properties every single week. And this the reason is, is because they are just truly, truly great, great people who help our community here in Olive Branch and DeSoto County. They buy and sell homes that probably are in bad shape, rough, maybe got some damage, or maybe you just got it in a divorce or loss of a loved one. If you're a person who wants to get fast cash for a house that doesn't want to feel like you've been cheated, robbed, or you're giving away to a national corporation, this is the local family you want to work with. Go check out I by DeSoto.com. You'll see all the things they do, the stuff they offer, and what they do with these homes. Heck, you can even make votes about how they re- renovate homes. It's a really, really cool process. Go check out iBuyDeSoto.com if you're interested in their services today. Now, T, I know you said that was a wrap of our news, but actually we've got some local news to talk about as well. Uh, we want to remind you guys, those new buildings across the way from the bridges of Camp Creek, you know, right there next to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Got an awesome little bridge there. We talked about it there. That is going to be an Aspen Dental Clinic as well as we are getting a Huey's right here in How Olive Branch that? in front of the Lowe's. Uh, so if you're one of those people who enjoys that good burger, uh, who likes the long French fries, and if they're lucky, maybe it'll be one of those one of those Hueys that lets you fling the, the toothpicks into the ceiling and you get to put your, leave your mark, as they say. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Well, if you hit somebody with a toothpick, they're going to outlaw toothpicks. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> what we got next, T? What's the last thing on the news, man? Mayor Ken Adams and the Board of Aldermen have authorized city officials to move forward with requesting state approval for an Olive Branch specialty license plate. Included with this post on the website are there four license plate designs under construction. You can go to the city website to see those things. The mayor and board of aldermen are interested in knowing the public's preference on which design should be selected. They would also be interested in learning how many people would be willing to purchase the specially licensed plate. These plates will cost $33 plus the regular registration or renewal fee. Please comment on the on their post with their with your Please comment on their post on the website with your preference for which tag you like the best. The plates are numbered in the upper right corner, one through four. Also, please indicate if you would be interested in purchasing the specialty plates once they become available. Mayor Ken Adams and the Board of Aldermen, thank you for your input. That's pretty our, cool, too. Yeah. That's pretty that's cool. That's all man. right. Hey, I There's mean, not a lot of cities that have that kind of thing. That'd no, be, that'd no. Show some cool ownership of all the branch. Man. That's right. And a, sweet. and a lot of pride in, in themselves as well, as, as it should be. Well, look, that's, that's, that is now all of our news. That is all the news. That is all the news. And uh, look, hey, if you'd like to advertise with us, please email us at theobpodcast at gmail.com to get more information. Yep, we'd love to do it. We'd love to talk about your business or something you're promoting. Please hit us up. Remember, that is the OB Podcast at gmail.com. The next stop is the East Side Motel. We used to taste that tad and the freight. Couple of kids in a Chevrolet. It's a little air when we cross the tracks. Slipping off song from a paper sack. You hang your shirt on that maple lamp. Slipping through the moon to the river bank. Still doing now what I was doing then, chasing you like a shot of whiskey. 
tell you it's time for those dad jokes, man. All right. This this is a good one, man. And you know, of course, this is brought to you by my insurance buddy, good old Allie Edge Lolly. Guys, if you're in the market for some good insurance, save you some money, go check out Allie. He's at Alpha Insurance, the ace agency of Olive Branch. He's located conveniently right there behind the Taco Bell off of Goodman Road. Uh, he will save you some money like he so, uh, saved me some money. Uh, you know, like I said, times are hard, gas prices are high, inflation, groceries. They're biting you in the butt. We know it. Go talk to him. Get better coverage. Get better rates and save some money. Guys, you can call his office at 662-893-0928. Or you can even call his personal cell, which is 843-324-0930. All right, T. This is the Chuck Norris special. I'm going to hit you with a barrage of these (laughs) Chuck Norris jokes. And I can't wait to get your reaction. These are some of my favorite, favorite things, man. So... All right. I'm just going to go down the line. I think I got about 10 of them for you oh today. Oh, my we'll gosh. Hit another, okay. We'll All hit right. another 10 to, on the next week. Here we go. <laughs> T, did you know Superman owns and wears Chuck Norris underwear? Oh, geez. Okay. Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. <laughs> Chuck Norris can do a wheelie on a unicycle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Chuck I Norris. His, I can, bet his butt hurts. Go ahead. <laughs> Chuck Norris can tie his shoelaces with his feet. <laughs> Chuck Norris built the hospital he was born in. <laughs> when Chuck Norris's parents had nightmares, they came to his room. <laughs> what do you Did you want? know? Ghosts tell Chuck Norris stories around the campfire. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did you know that Chuck Norris can kill two stones with one bird? <laughs> Chuck Norris can drown a fish. <laughs> and here's the here's the kicker for you. Right. Chuck Norris went to a feminist rally and left with his shirt ironed and a fresh made sandwich. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one of them all, man. Are you kidding me? That's a man right there, bro. That is a man, man. Oh, God. Well, as always, guys, we hope you enjoy our jokes, man. And next week, I got another 10 of them for you, T. I think I'll keep you giggling pretty good. Oh, man. mercy. My face hurts. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for the Riddle Me This. T, I've got two good ones for you this week. At least I always think they are. I All hope right. you don't get them as easy as you did last time. But are you ready? Yeah, let me have them. All right, here we go. Spelled forwards, I'm what you do every day. Spelled backwards, I'm something you hate. What am I? Ambidextrous. <laughs> no. I have no earthly idea. By the way, I am ambidextrous. That, you know, that's one of the cool Are things. Are you really? I, I love. I sure I've am. known Believe you all not. this time. I never knew that. So, so you know, I, I do art on the side too, right? A professional right, right. artist like yeah, that. Yeah. And so everything I do is right-handed, right? right? But athletically, I do everything left-handed. Really? Yeah. But I, but get this. Except I play golf right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I throw the football. I play. I shoot basketball I left-handed. I, I do. Never I, I choose whatever hand I want. When we yeah. coached, I never noticed you throwing with your left hand. That's right. I can throw with both, but I, I prefer my left because it's stronger when I throw a ball. How about that? Well, I tell you what, just when you think you know somebody, they drop something like that on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the answer is All right. is to live. Oh, so you, yeah. You, okay. You do it every day, but the backward day. of it is evil. That's right. <laughs> All right. Go to the next one. You ready? Yep. The 22nd and 24th presidents of the United States of America had the same parents, but were not brothers. How can this be possible? I know this one because it was the same person. He didn't run two Ah. terms in a row. He sat out a turn and ran again. That's, that was uh, uh, that was Cleveland, wasn't it? Grover Cleveland That's right. was his name. There you go. <laughs> Got a boy. I, know, I figured Champion. you might get one of these. <laughs> Champion. Well, guys, as always, we hope you enjoy our riddles and our jokes we've gone so far. We hope you have subscribed. Hope you're telling your friends, your family, or your coworkers to listen in and chime in. Always on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and we love to hear from our people. Of course, we get a lot of emails and you know, special. What do you call it? it? Was an email that kind of helped us get towards the Chuck Norris stuff. And oh, so okay. I want good. to thank that person. Yes, thank uh, you. So good, yes, good thank stuff, you. <laughs> <laughs> so again. Thank y'all very much. It is always nice to see you. Just a man behind the counter to the woman who is coming. All right, T, it's time for our motivational message. And this week, I got an audio from Ethan Hawke. This is the actor. One of my favorite movies in the entire world. He is a big part of, and that is um, Gattaca. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. It's a fantastic film about the future when it comes to uh, genetics and DNA. Let me give you a a little uh, insight to it. The movie starts off as two parents. Of course, they're, you know, hey, Making love in a car, you know, throwing risks, you know, caution to the wind. And when they go to give birth to a child, uh, they st- they take the little machine and take a blood sample from the bottom of its foot, and a or a giant, you know, like Kroger receipt comes out of the machine, and the and the receipt tells you Kroger everything. Machine. Everything that's going to happen with this child based on their DNA, what kind of ailments they're going to have, how, what t- how, how tall they are, if they have any physical impairments, things they'll struggle with, the whole nine yards. And so in the future, you can genetically ensure that your child or your offspring is at its peak performance based on the two DNAs of you and your wife. And so since they did not do that and did this the natural way, this Ethan Hawke's character was born saying that he will suffer from asthma, have a hearing and sight impairment, require glasses, will be feeble, underweight, all these different things, and will life expectancy of 40 to 60 years old based on cardiovascular, all this kind of stuff. And the parents were decimated. They were just, just they were planning on giving this child his last name, a certain first name that was passed on for generations. So they decided to have a second child using the, you know, the Gattaca program to make sure it was the, 
perfect child per se, and they pass that name on. Well, Ethan Hawke's character decides to try to beat the system and pose off as a different person than who he mm. is. To tr- and the only way you can get advancement in certain jobs yeah. is based on your DNA. If they don't feel like you're a proper candidate based on your DNA, you're not eligible for jobs in this utopia of a future. And so he poses as a person who had a massive accident, but they kept it a secret. And so he poses as that person stealing his DNA uh, to be able to go do the job and work towards getting at these higher levels. That's what the whole movie's about. And there's a murder that happens. And so while they're investigating the murder, he accidentally leave some of his DNA, oh, his real DNA. Wow. And so it causes a huge problem while they're trying to figure all this out. And well, it's crazy. I haven't seen that. That does sound like something I would really like to see. But w- one thing you said early on, though, is that uh, all that stuff about your DNA and whatnot, it gets spit out on a Kroger receipt. Yeah, that's what it looks I, like. You know, I, I, how many gas points do you get for that? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. You know, like I go to Kroger, I went to Kroger today and I bought like 20 something items. The The receipt could have been bound. It was so. Oh, long. I'm telling you, they must, they must own a tree farm somewhere up in Ohio. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, anyway, Ethan Hawke's primary character. And this guy has this amazing audio uh, we're about to play that talks about you know, humans and creativity and finding yourself. And I think it's just one of those good, good feeling things to try to understand how you can look at yourself to better yourself for the future. Yeah. And so I think it's really, really good. So let's go to the audio now. Most people don't spend a lot of time thinking about poetry, right? They have a life to live and they're not really that concerned with Allen Ginsberg's poems or anybody's poems until their father dies. They go to a funeral. You lose a child. Um, somebody breaks your heart. They don't love you anymore. And all of a sudden, you're desperate for making sense out of this life. And has anybody ever felt this bad before? How did they come out of this cloud? Or the inverse, something great. Um, You meet somebody and your heart explodes. You love them so much you can't even see straight. You know, you're dizzy. Did anybody feel like this before? What is happening to me? And that's when art's not a luxury. It's actually sustenance. We need it. Okay, well... What is it? Human creativity is nature manifest in us. And I believe that we are here on this star in space to try to help one another, right? And first we have to survive and then we have to thrive. And to thrive, to express ourselves. All right, well, here's the rub. We have to know ourselves. What do you love? And if you get close to what you love, who you are is revealed to you and it expands. We know this, the time of our life is so short and how we spend it, are we spending it doing what's important to us? Most of us not. I mean, it's hard, it's hard. The pull of habit is so huge and that's what makes kids so beautifully creative is that they don't, they don't have any habits and they don't care if they're any good or not. If you wanna help your community, if you wanna help your family, if you wanna help your friends, you have to express yourself. And to express yourself, you have to know yourself. It's actually super easy. You just have to follow your love, right? There is no path. There's no path till you walk it. And you have to be willing to play the fool. Because I think that most of us really want to offer the world something of quality, something that the world will consider good or important. And that's really the enemy because it's not up to us. 
whether what we do is any good. And if history's taught us anything, the world is an extremely unreliable critic. T, man, I, I know I usually let you talk first, but man, I, I, this one is really good. I know it's a little over two minutes, but man, you know, I'm a creative person. Like I said, I do art. I yeah. love building things. I, I'm very expression of that kind of stuff. And when you find out who you are, it does change your world because I, I've kind of honed in that, you know, I've decided on what things I want to do, what I like to do, who I associate with, this, that, or so on. And it is very freeing. Um, but it also has let you know that you have to let go of some things in your life too. And so it can have some negative effects, but in the long run, it's positive. Uh, and so this one, this one touched me pretty good. I really, really enjoyed uh, this. And it, cause I feel like I have some experience getting to where a lot of it's trying to go. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's good to know who you are, what you are, how you are with other people. And, but it, you know, and you kind of touched on this, it's, it's real easy to kind of forget about that when things aren't going your way or you feel like things are going against you. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you're, you're the one that's in control of your attitude every day. If you're going to let outside influences dictate how you're going to be and how you're going to feel, then you're just going to be miserable all day. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. I, I've done that too often in my life. And, uh, but I'm going to tell you as, as someone who is, who is growing older, and is in, uh, really in a point where uh, in his life, whereas, uh, you know, I, I've made a lot of decisions about, you know, who I want to associate with, who I want to deal with. And I want to be around people that are going to keep me happy and positive and, and, and not anybody that's going to, you know, just kind of drag me down and make me miserable. So, yeah, that's that's that was a pretty good message that, that we heard today. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but chains and whips excite me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for Random Facts Stories You Likely Didn't Know, brought to you by Old Town Fitness. If you are looking for a non-typical gym that teaches its clients in a friendly group atmosphere without pressure or judgment, this is the place for you. Go check it out and meet the amazing owners who want to help you reach your goals today. They are located at 9045 Highway 178 in Olive Branch. Their hours there are Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to noon, and then they open back up from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Then on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And Zach, what's their hours on Sunday? That would be none. Chick-fil-A hours. <laughs> they have Chick-fil-A hours on Sunday. On Sunday. That's right, man. So just go, Jesus just, go just go Monday through Saturday. All right, yeah, Zach. Right. Here we go, brother. Did you know that in Japan there is a cafe that uses robots to serve people that are operated by paralyzed people? The robot controllers earn around a thousand yen per hour enabling them to still make an income despite being paralyzed. How about that? How, how awesome is that, yeah, man? Man, man I, you know, I can't, I don't even want to imagine. I can't understand it because I've, I've never been this way, and I hope to never be. So I don't even want to imagine it. But people in that situation, boy, they've got to, they have to feel a sense of usefulness, you know? Yeah, I, here's the deal, you know, uh, just... 
to me, that's that's it's horrific. You know, I, I, oh, that's yeah. like a, one of the worst nightmares like that. But to, for somebody to go out there and find a way to, you know, give them purpose in life, right? You know, you know that, you know, something to say I, I look forward to every day. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, man. Right. And so, major applause and kudos to whoever came up with this in the cafe that's doing it. It's fantastic. Do you wish your yard was as nice as your neighbor's, or maybe the best in the neighborhood? There is a company that can grant your wish, and that is Masterlawn. They have been serving the Olive Branch area for over 25 years. They have amazing courteous service and results that are unbeatable. If you go to their website, masterlawninc.com, which is that is spelled masterlawninc.com, you can check out all the services they offer, as well as a user-friendly quote system to get you started. If you prefer to use the phone, you can always contact them at 901-250-0873. All right, did you know the new Rolls-Royce Ghost soundproofing was so over-engineered that occupants in the car found the near total silence disorienting, and some felt sick. Acoustic engineers had to go back and work on harmonizing various sounds in the car to add a continuous soft whisper. Isn't that bananas, man? That is nuts. So so here's the deal. I actually know what the kind of experience they're talking about. I sometimes wear what's called noise-canceling headphones when Mm -hmm. when I get on a mower. And I, you can play music and stuff, but sometimes I'll forget that they're on and I don't have music going. And I'll be walking along and my daughter will be hollering, dad, 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 and I don't hear nothing, right? And then they come and touch you and it startles right. the mess out of you, right? <laughs> you're like, what the? You know, like that. And you grab your headphones and you realize that you are, you're in your own little bubble, you know? Right. right. And it, it'll change your perspective a little bit. It yeah. really, really will. So I, I can definitely see where this was. Wow. All right, did you know, I like this one. I like this one. I wish I could just walk in and do something like this. I mean, no doubt. Did you know, did you know Judge Judy earns $47 million a year for taping the show Judge Judy? In an interview, she said that every three years, she would present her salary request to the CBS TV distribution president. Once, when he gave her a counteroffer in an envelope, she refused to open it and said to him, this isn't a negotiation. <laughs> How about them apples? <laughs> you know what that joker did, don't, oh, don't that's you? That's right. He, Judge he Judy was that, still on TV. <laughs> that's right. He cut that check. He said, Man, yes, ma'am. $47 million. million dollars to go in there. Oh, my gosh. That tells you how many people watch daytime television in the United States uh, to make that kind of paycheck. That ain't all it tells you about them people either. Wow, that's some cheddar right there, man. That's a lot of cheddar. That's a lot of cheddar, man. And all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white girl. All right, guys, our final section. We've got a little sports section here. So, of course, we need to say a huge congratulations to the Ole Miss baseball team and Coach Bianco for winning the national championship today. That's right, just a couple hours ago as we're recording as they defeated Oklahoma uh, 2-0, two games back-to-back. Man, that first game was so fun to kind of watch. I don't don't really watch a lot of baseball, so confession. The only college baseball game I watched last year was the national title because Mississippi State was playing. Wow. And so I was invited to go watch the Ole Miss game, uh, and I watched yesterday's. And I got to be honest, 
It was exciting to watch. Man, three home runs back to back, back to, to back. back. Yeah. I mean, that was just un- that's unreal. It was yeah. quite yeah. – I can imagine if you were an Ole Miss fan that was at Omaha, could you imagine oh, the man, electricity? Yeah. It was probably amazing. So, uh, great stuff. Also, something else, a little nugget. There is a bar restaurant that's attached to this, and there's this whole deal about buying Jello shots. Have you heard this story? No, too? I have not. Not one bit. Okay, so evidently there's a challenge of how many fans will buy a $4.50 Jello shot with part of the money – you know, going back to the school or university to help whatever charity is there and so on. Well, the, the company that's doing it was giving, I think, $2 or a percentage of back to the University of Mississippi Food Pantry for every one of them that was bought to show support for Ole Miss in Omaha, right? Um, or, in the you know, through the whole series. Well, Mississippi State held the record until this year, and so Ole Miss challenged it to do to break this record. Um, and I think I think – the record was I don't know four or five thousand last year. I'm not. I really don't know, but I know at one point it was already over twelve thousand as of the Arkansas wow. game. Meaning, great amounts of money going to charity. The company who makes the Jello shots decided to do more, and for they decided for every Jello shot they made, they were going to donate a dollar also to charity. Wow! In the honor of Ole Miss, so this is fantastic. You know, you get to show your school pride, support, get something, you know, a little alcoholic drink, yeah. have some fun, and the money goes to help George charities, food pantries, and stuff. Uh, that is just great. I mean, that's just another another way to have a great experience and say you gave back a little bit, you know, and have fun doing it. Yeah. The only only negative thing I've heard from the College World Series, and and I, and I just saw it on a, a couple of different social media things today, was that uh, uh, some of the fans of Oklahoma who sit out in the outfield. Uh, Got kind of upset, not so much that, you know, there were three home runs hit in a row by the opposing team, but they had uh, probably $1,500 worth of beer tossed on them. Because, <laughs> you know, at, at, over, at, over at Swayze Field, you know, in the outfield, when they hit a home run, all the kids oh, out yeah. there, they, they chucked their beer up in the air. Well, you know, they're not the only ones that are at the ball game sitting in the outfield out there, you know. And yep. so uh, – yeah, they were kind of upset about that. You know, they 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 paid just as much money or good money to be at that ball game to you know for their team as well, and and that's going on. But at the same time, if you also know that the opposing team uh, has a fan base that's known for uh, chugging beer up in the air every time a home run is hit, and then just don't sit in that section. I guess I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a neutral site. You know what I mean? Uh, but sounds anyway, like yeah. poncho. But, but yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, if Ole Miss goes back next year, that'll be something they'll be selling at concession stands. Oh, there's no doubt. Beer ponchos for the the opposing teams. That's exactly right. Well, I got to tell you, you know, if if I'm spending 10, 12 bucks on a beer at a baseball game, the last thing I'm going to do is throw it up in the air. I don't care who it is. You ain't lying there. So So, last thing I want to tell you is is that uh, congratulations to Ole Miss. Here's something for you. Mississippi. The SIP, as they say, is stellar in baseball. Get now. Last year, Mississippi State won the national title. Right. Ole Miss won the national title this year. And Pearl Pearl River River. Community College in Mississippi won the national title in JUCO. Yep. Uh, To say there's been three programs in the state to win national titles, uh, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. And so, Mississippi baseball at its finest, man. Mississippi baseball. Nothing like it. That's it. (laughs) You are correct with that. No doubt. 
Well, guys, as always, we hope you've enjoyed our show today. I know it was a little bit longer, but we put a lot of good information out there. We hope you enjoyed it, learned something from it. But if you enjoy our show, you need to go check out our brother podcast, Under the Water Tower. They do a fantastic job doing a very similar show to ours right there in Hernando talking about their community. Seriously, go check them out. That is Under the Water Tower. They are twice a week. That is on Tuesdays and Fridays. Derek and Matt do a fantastic job. Well, T, that's a wrap for this week. I know that was a big episode. I look Whew. forward to next week with my more Chuck Norris jokes, I mean, since you got a good dickle out of them. Me, me too. And, uh, and, and uh, we got, hopefully we have some more eventful well, stuff and news, and we'll go from there. Whoever suggested you doing them, they need a raise. <laughs> Give them a raise. Absolutely, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, as always, thanks again for listening to us. So that's it for this week. So I'm Zach. I'm T. We'll see you all there. That you're gonna find out She fights like a man And she cusses real loud If I was smarter I'd have stayed myself at home